You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Welcome to Biz Souls. Where we get to the heart heart and soul. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) And the people who make it happen. (laughs) Can we turn this off? Thank you. Okay. Just having fun. Can we have fun? Not now. Not now. What, what are we talking about, Rona? Oh, we're actually con- continuing this? Okay. okay. Do you want to start off? I do. Okay. okay, start off again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biz Souls, where... We get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen, which right now, it's back to us making it happen. Evidently, I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. And we are playing with intuition, transparency, and being true to yourself, something Jeffrey had uh, talked about yesterday and wanted to do a podcast on. So yes, um, yes. I want to visit ethereal. If you're gonna say it, say it right. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Of it. Okay, I hate this echo thing. All right, so enough with um, playing with the motherboard. Playing with the motherboard. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what what made you want to talk about this? So we're entering into an AI world, and one of the things people talk about is is are they going to replace human? beings? How are they going to replace human beings? What have we got as assets that are going to keep us human, depending on on how far this goes? And I was, it ties into persuasion, because that's a huge part of it, is language. And a huge part of uh, communicating with AI is through language. And and that's what these uh, generative chat programs have done. They've allowed non-programmers non-computer people to interface with the computer in a way. And I was just kind of riffing in my head and I thought, you know, maybe we have, humans have better intuition. Maybe uh, we have, maybe we can be more transparent or transparent under the right conditions. How do you be true to yourself? Because that's kind of like the journey we're on. And that's one of the things I think AI and tech is freeing us up. We can spend more time experimenting. It's kind of putting power. It's like PC. Uh, What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Oh God. He was head of Digital Equipment Corp. I'm drawing a blank in his name. Anyway, uh, he said nobody should have a PC on their desk. Well, their PCs are on our desk and they're in our hands and they're on our phones because they give us power. They allow us to do things we couldn't do uh, before. They uh, are bringing us abilities that that uh, either had to be a big corporation with a lot of money, whereas now you don't have to be. And, and AI is just going to expand that even more. You can be a one-man band if you want. Or you can. Band. And, you know, to, you, to your point about people being worried that AI, AI is going to take take over. And we've made this before talking about ChatGPT or, or any of the AI things that, that are becoming popular now is that, you know, they, they do not have humanity. They cannot be creative. They don't have the ability to, you know, to choose one way or another. They just give you information. And ChatGPT does not have intuition, doesn't have a gut to go by. Well, and that's why I want to talk about yeah. intuition and what is a gut, because a lot of people think intuition is something that... And it may not be. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I've just got a gut feel for this. And they go on their gut and then they convince themselves that they're they're right. Their gut is always right because they have a tendency to have bias and they forget the times when it's wrong. Well, and that's yeah, that's a big thing. My my definition of intuition, it's is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or you just know something from a feeling. And I do think it has to be tempered 
with the brain, you know, to a certain amount. And that being said, we have conscious and unconscious bias. So there has to be a balance to it. You know, there are times when, and everybody has intuition. It's it's honing it. It's listening to your to your body and not second guessing yourself. And how can you trust that? Because I've said, oh yeah, I'm perfectly like for example, for me playing mm-hmm. poker, uh, Texas Hold'em, playing around with Texas Hold'em. There are times when you feel, oh, this hand's gonna win. I'm gonna play these low cards, and it's still gonna work out because they're suited or something else comes up. And uh, sometimes it does come up, and a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times you think you got a, a, a great hand, and you play, you're playing it with all the robust, and I've got this, I've got this, and you find out somebody had you beat on the flop. So is that is that intuition or is that assumptions? Well, that partly what intuitions are. They are assumptions based on prior patterns that we've seen. And I think from uh, intuition and it, its best for human beings is that we're able to take in a lot of data because we've had experience to mm-hmm. it. So we're not, we're getting that context from somebody's body language, besides what they're saying, besides what else is going on, besides other patterns that we've seen. That's how people can predict what goes on the stock market. Well, and I, I come from a more organic form of intuition where, you know, I will go with my gut if, even if I'm just driving somewhere, if if I'm if I'm shopping, something says, turn left here. Let's, you know, it's, I just feel like I should do this or it's it, it's calling, it's it's drawing me in. And more times than than not, I find a book I'm looking for I've, or I find the perfect pair of shoes or I find a shortcut to where I'm I'm going if I allow my my gut feeling to to lead me more often than than not, I find that I'm right or there's a reason for it. And thing is ever a hundred percent. So isn't it almost self-fulfilling? Like for example, intuition, oh I found a book that I wanted. Well, you know, how many but you probably have a lot of interest in a lot of different subjects and you just happen to see a book that comes up. So then your brain goes, Oh, we want to feel good about ourselves. Oh, our intuition brought us here. Yes, that's just the book I was looking for. Whereas for me the test would be okay, write that down before you took that left and went into that bookstore or did something. Well, and if you have a a list of books that you want and there's and and you've been having trouble, Amazon, it's it's out of print, whatever. You go into a used bookstore just on the off chance and there it is. That's what I mean. And it happens to a lot of it. I mean I've I've dreamt about people and the next day someone I hadn't seen since high school and this has happened more than than once. And the next day I run into them or they they call me or you're you think about someone and they end up calling you. Little things like like that are are all part of intuitive ability. Could be. Could be. I'm, I'm not sure on that one. And that's okay. I, I know I know a lot of people compare intuition to instinct and the two are completely different. And yet they'll say that it, you know, no, no, they're tied together. Instinct is a, is a, is a hardwired action that we take mm-hmm. based on something. Like, for example, if you see a snake out of the corner of your eye, uh, you've seen cats jump if they get in your yeah. state. Well, the same with human beings. They have right. a tendency to jump and react to it right yeah. away. Yeah. And that is because of learned behavior behaviors and known things like that. So yes, I, I can agree with you on that. So although, and there, although somebody works with snakes a lot, then they, they not, may know right. you don't move. And so then now they're making a conscious choice based on knowledge. Mm-hmm. And and so that's, is it intuition or knowledge? And so... Well, is it instinct versus knowledge? That's yeah, the difference. Yeah. So you is met, it intuition you, or instinct? No, I, I, I know yeah. I'm going back and forth. This is, and this topic is because I don't think that humans have a decided advantage with AI. I think that there's going to be a lot of gnashing of teeth going on as we go through this. Probably. Because I don't think our intuition is as powerful as we give it credit for. I think it can be. 
mean, I personally use my intuition a lot and I've been using it more and it has been leading me in a better direction. And there are, you know, there are ways to work it. And is it a perfect thing? Heck no, because we're all human. Well, and we're kind of mixing things up. So what are ways that you work your intuition or work to improve your intuition? Well, I'm I'm still a lot. I I try to meditate and be and be present because I'm it's a work in progress because I am in in my head a lot. I try to trust my gut feelings and not second guess myself. You know, does it feel like the right thing to do? It's it, it's kind of like when you're turning into a dark alley, you get that icky feeling. That's intuition. You know, it doesn't feel very good. And when you second does guess anything it. anything good to have down a dark alley? Well, it can. <laughs> Sometimes there's, you know, there's a uh, a club that's off the radar and, and you just don't know. I, I do a lot of creative activities. I draw, you know, I love... I love art things, you know that. And that works the other side of the brain. It takes you it, it takes you out of your logical mind and it allow it, it allows you to to work on problems and you know things like that. You 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 ideate more when you're you're doing things not not consciously. It's like find you know coming up with ideas in the in in the shower and things like that. Right. And I'm I'm normally would be one and I talk about intuition making right choices and and there are times I have to absolutely trust it. The problem is now I'm starting to deeper dive to and I think that we don't have, um, and to jump to our next topic, transparency about our own intuition. I think we're lying to ourselves about it. We're giving it much more credit than possible. So let's jump into transparency. Okay. Because I think that goes together with what's going on with AI. All right. And by the way, I happen not to agree with you on that. Um, oh, what a surprise. Trans- transparent. As, uh, yeah. I think we need to work on our intuition more as humans and it will, you know, as opposed to just going with the party line or whatever, What what feels good or what what feels bad I can't argue with society sort of sort of thing and we'll I'll go into that later but that was almost a jump to critical thinking there I mean critical thinking I highly think we should be involved in critical thinking and yeah. not go with party lines anyway yes yeah and I I don't and that I, and that goes along with with what we'll talk about in a minute being being uh, true to yourself so let's okay let's um right. come back to that so let, let's talk about transparency so how do you see it you know what is it to you well I, I'm constantly promoting transparency and the basis is is that people in an organization, mm-hmm. uh, when the organization's transparent, talks about the important things going on. It builds trust and it builds connection. Mm-hmm. And we need that. And I believe that in those, from my own personal experience, the more you are open with people about what's going on, what what you're good at, you don't have to be good at something to be a master in a subject. It's like when you get with somebody that's an expert in their field and you ask them a question, they go, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's just that's I do great. that. Of course. Yeah. Not everybody knows everything. That's, that's a really good point. I have to write that down. I can't give you an answer. Right. You know, we, we learn that in sales. You always want to let people know what you know and what, what you don't well, you know. Well, you don't. And you develop trust that way. So exactly. transparency to me is one of these things we should start working more on. And that transparency has to be utilized in evaluating what we're good at and what we're not good at. Transparency in what our skills are and what our skills aren't. And what we're willing to give up, what we're afraid of. That's another transparency era. Yeah. Because well, a lot and, of people are afraid right now. The writer's strike in mm-hmm. Hollywood, they're afraid that CEOs are going to try and find another way to cut paying writers for their creativity and steal that through AI. Um, well, yeah, because of the formulas and things like that. And I still think that it's not, cre- you know, creativity is a truly human trait that I just don't think computers can do, at least not at this point. And and I think that's, that's where they might be able to work together on it as, a, as opposed to one or the other. I want to go back 
back to talking about how it is in in corporations, transparency. Transparency, I think, can humanize a company, especially when it comes from the top down. Unfortunately, as we have seen, board members, C-level, they kind of get disconnected. Well, yeah, and they get their own agenda and their own... And uh, they're afraid to share. Right. Well, and they're afraid that they're going to lose power or somebody else is going to usurp them or or mess them up. And yeah, and it it can show where weakness is in the company that they may not want to for for their own benefit. Right. And again, this gets back to why I wanted to kind of talk about these subjects is because I think things that even the things that we believe in, I completely believe in transparency mm-hmm. for all the right reasons. We also have to be willing to look at what's what's the dark side of transparency or the things that don't work with it, because otherwise you're going to get caught short with this stuff. For me, you know, one of the things about transparency you don't think about is information overload. Oh, yeah. Uh, giving people information that they it's a distraction to them. It may not. Does somebody in, does somebody who's uh, delivering the mail or in the mailroom, do they need to know about the decisions that are going on corporate about, I don't know, how bonuses are going to be paid out? Uh-huh. Does it does it serve them in any way? Right. Well, and sharing how much everyone gets gets paid to that point is not Well, now that's supposedly That's law. a big thing. Yeah, yeah it's a huge law. Um, and, and so the, they're I, trying to force people to be transparent. Yeah. And part of it is because of the disparity and the abuses of that. Yes. And I that part I agree with on some, you know, something near and dear to my heart, innovation and creativity, that can be, you know, too much information, too much sharing can stifle that because if the if the upper management as, you know, this is the way we want to go and this is the way we think it should be and, and the best way, well, then the employees are not going to feel like they have the um, the bandwidth for new ideas. And well, this, this may be your idea and that's fine. You didn't look at it this way or you didn't look at, at, at this part of it. They're not going to go there because they may feel hamstrung. Right. You yeah. know, um, and there's there's also information manipulation. Well, abs- yeah, there's information manipulation. There's also information just use. So transparency now has taken on a whole new thing with AI. Mm-hmm. Because they can capture your voice print, they can capture your facial print. Right. And so you're being transparent, putting a video out. Now you are actually subject to where your identity can be recreated through AI and uh, utilized for different things. Well, hopefully. Not necessarily in your best interest. Yeah. If there is a return to office, then you could be transparent in real life up to a certain point and hopefully not use your words to manipulate. You know, you could, there's telling the truth and Selective transparency, where I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. It may be the truth. I'm not going to tell you the whole truth. Right. I'll tell you the truth that you can accept, not the truth that may upset you. We do that all the time, though, when we're talking to people to be kind. And we do it with good intentions. And we also do it to get what we want. Yeah, you can. You can absolutely do it to get what you want. And you can also just withhold information or only give them a certain amount. uh, You know, that that very specific transparency on one issue without transparency on the other. And then they have to have the context for it. Sure. For example, I'm about sharing financial information within companies throughout and, and trying to educate the group that's working there on the choices you're making. Mm-hmm. First of all, somebody has to understand the context of it. They don't understand that an income statement is not the top line, how much revenue you have coming in. It's what you end up with at the end. That makes a big difference. It's, and it's kind of like transparency with everybody's talking about electric cars and electric vehicles right now. And they don't, Tesla doesn't tell you that, oh yeah, and I, I heard this stat that insurance companies just trash. Uh, I mean, they total a Tesla. They mm-hmm. don't try and repair them. So what's that doing to the environment? Right. Not to mention all the 
the um, fossil fuels that are burned to create those materials. Absolutely. And I look at it in terms of transparency when when the upper management says, can you know, says, I don't know what what you do or I don't know how you do it. I don't know what your parameters are. I think that's that can be good and, and, and bad on the bad side. Well, why are we following you if you don't know what you're doing? That may be their fear. On the other hand, it does lend itself to, OK, you hired me for for a reason. Trust me. And that that trans transparency can lead to more authentic communication because you're you're learning about each other's strength. Why are you I'm laughing? Just laughing because trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's, you want to talk about... Being your best self? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that was what the other two were tied to. You know, how can we be our best self? Best self That's easy for you to say. Yeah, in a changing world when we're not even sure of the elements that make us our best self. So is our intuition part of our best self? Is our transparency and our willing to face things and be honest with ourselves and be true to ourselves and then help organizations be true to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it gets back to a lot of a lot of companies and a lot of organizations and a lot of people make the decision, well, the end justifies the mean. I'm betting that Elizabeth Holmes, Therano, Theranos, Theranos, yeah. Theranos, I'll bet you she kept going, Oh, if I could just get through, then we can get the funds so we could really Well she was this she out. was fooling herself. You she know, was she fooling, was she was lying to herself. She's lying to herself with the intent, like, oh, it's gonna all work out. Well I mean, and, and she was also listening a lot to her boyfriend, the guy who, so that was a factor. She, I don't think she was being true to herself. She was listening to him. Well, I, I mean, won't get into that. I just, it, it's a very long pause. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry about the long pause. I, I'm just trying to think how to tie this together in terms of being your best self and, and intuition and transparency. They were, they were withholding information. So that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that human beings fight being the yeah, best. So that, well, they weren't transparent at all. And the intuition part, they were going with their intuition and they got a lot of other people sucked in on that. So they were able to fool people by tapping into their intuition. Again, going into this new world is AI because it can deal with so much more data and it doesn't get tired as it searches for data. It's, right. it's going to be working. And as it starts learning and creativity, creativity is oftentimes just putting different ideas together and never been put together. Well, who can do, who can run through the options for creativity faster, human being or mm-hmm. computer system? Well, that is that is definitely systems thinking for for ways to look at things differently. However, I I would rather take a painting done by a human than a painting done by a machine. Uh, they may be able to know. copy the style. I don't know. When it comes style. to modern art, really, it's just you know. It's because right. it's the it's the process as opposed to as as well as what the finished product is. So that's that's a whole different conversation. Nevertheless, we're getting off off track with the with the being true to yourself. I want to bring it back and talk a little bit about self awareness because I. I think that is a big part. That's what being true to yourself is. You have to bring it back to who you are and what your what your values are. You know, we we are so enmeshed in societal norms. Do we want to stick out? Do we want to follow the crowd? You know, when we hit puberty, we need to feel like we are part of it. And because we get judged at that time and that stops that self-awareness, it's, it's all about fitting in. And we don't focus on our feelings and what we really like 
what we really want is ignored and that becomes a habit. We tend to people please, especially, you know, when we're that age. And if we're going to college, I know for me being, you know, being a Jewish girl, it was a lot for, you know, I wanted to be a theater major. And and my mom was like, oh no, you have to major in business. Something useful. Something useful. You know, so I ignored what my my joy was, what my what my values were and went with, with them. So th- it took me a while to become more self-aware and go towards things that give me more more joy and I can make a living out of. And you don't necessarily, one does not necessarily preclude the other. You know, I, I have a friend of mine who is one of those CFOs for hire and finance is very black and white and she tempers that with her hobby of designing jewelry. And that helps her stay true to herself and her creative side. Okay, and that's good. And so she's able to fund her hobby easily. Yeah. I think a lot of people got uh, with social media and with the opportunities for social media and fans and followers and influencing mm-hmm. became such a big business. I think people decided, oh, my best self and the, and the way to take care of myself is to be an influencer. And then they find out that cash flow doesn't happen for a lot of people. It's right. maybe the 1% people. I, I think what we're saying, though, and because we're not coming up with any answers here, is we really have to double down on, on looking inside ourselves, that introspective approach mm-hmm. about what's working, what's not working, what can utilize. And I think we're going to have to constantly measure that as we go along, especially since AI is moving so quick and it's yeah. changing so fast. And that creativity aspect, I think that very, very soon that machines are going to be, they're going to be the uh, workhorses for coming up with creative ideas, new ways of doing things. I mean, they were just in um, healthcare. They just uh, created an AI program that could read all the protein folds right. within the body. And they have never been able to do that. And they've been able to do it in a very short time with some simple programs. So who, right. So they, so humans came up with that. Humans came up and they, well, they create the model. That's the way AI right. works. They have to create the models. And then as they learn what works and how these models are put together and how the model will trigger the computer to do something that was unexpected, which is what human beings can do. Right. Then, uh, yeah, it's a learning process on it. And yes, humans are starting it. At a certain point, though, the idea is that the computers will be able to self-feed themselves and self-learning. That's what AI is. And there are computers that are learning at a phenomenal rate. That is true. And so do you think that AI will preclude all the things that we've just talked about? No, I, I, it's just going to change the discussion that's going on. It's not going to preclude it. I mean, that would be like saying the human beings are just going to go away. And I don't think uh, AI is going to go after human beings per se. I think we're, we'd be fairly uninteresting to machines. Well, I, and I, I happen to agree with you. And I think that self, self-awareness, self-reflection, and understanding how we as humans are unique and embrace that because AI is never going to be able to do that no matter what. They're, you know, they're, humanity will always be humanity and being true to yourself and knowing what makes you special and, and focusing on what you're good at and what you enjoy, I just think you'll always be one step ahead of, of AI. And I think I think there is going to be a backlash eventually. You know, this is a new shiny penny we have. I think we may get a little tired of it. And, and you know, there, there are people who go off the grid. So I don't want to deal with computers. And, and, you know, I want to make life a discovery organically it could, because it could just suck, the, literally suck the life out of life if we allow it to be too easy and we'll just 
just our our, our brains will go stale. Yeah, I, I, that's an interesting thought. I don't think our brains are going to ever go stale on that. I'm more worried about the fact that we're human beings and that we program our humanity. We're programming our humanity into AI because human beings they get fearful, they want control, and uh, there's a lot of fear. And and human beings over the course of generation, uh, of course of millennials, have um, not been the greatest other human beings. I mean, we're like our own worst enemies. We're what create trauma in the world and everything else. And and what if we're building that in the machine? So you you think that one day AI will become empathetic, have emotional intelligence? Well, yeah, I think we'll be able to have that. In, I, I believe it's a hard wiring. Yeah, we're basically our neurons are, uh, yeah, synapses, synapses, electrical connections, chemical connections between the combination. Eventually, we'll probably build a computer that's built on electrical and chemical, not just electrical. Well, I think that that will end up well. will will have either sure it already is will either have RoboCop, you know, the combination of human or six million dollar man or you know all those things that we may need. You know, if this is where humanity is is going, you know, if we're gonna, if we want to live forever, it, it may be a combination of the chemical processes versus the mechanical. Yeah, processes. I guess we'll see. We'll see as time yeah. goes on. So we haven't come to any conclusions on this. I thought I thought it was an interesting discussion. I, I like. Yeah, and, and and we did you know go off a little bit because there are no exact answers. And I think for now, keeping our humanity and being true to yourself to and, and using your intuition as to what what steps to take to be successful, whether that be using AI chat GPT to make your life a little bit easier so you can concentrate on the more fun things that bring you joy, maybe a smart thing to do for your own well-being. Right, right, right. So that's my thought okay. on that. Uh, all I'm thinking about is, is you know, I'm sure... God, Adam, 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 you should stay away from the apple. Don't listen to me. Entering a world. Meanwhile, women are considered to be more intuitive. They they listen to their inner voice much more than men do because they have their egos in the way. Men has egos. Wow, there's a global <laughs> generalization. It is, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Very <laughs> That's good. my story I'm sticking yeah, to. Yeah, yes. Before we get too much in trouble, why don't we sign off? All right. This has been Biz Souls. Let us know your opinion. What do you guys think about this? You can throw it in the chat when you see us on on social media. You can email us and maybe we'll have a further conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll listen to this because as I go through and edit, I go, oh, whew, we can't do that again. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We're always working on stuff, always innovating. All right. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. We'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.